This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at the Oakland Coliseum out in Oakland, California, the Marlins and the Athletics played game one of their three-game weekday series. Edward Cabrera made the start for Miami. He went opposite of the right-hander Adam Aller. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. A good start to this series in Oakland tonight. The Marlins blank the Athletics 3-0 by Edward Cabrera. Cabrera turned in the best start of his young major league career. Tonight, Cabrera making his 14th start, worked eight innings of two-hit shutout ball. He walked three, struck out seven, and after a shaky start walking the first two batters in inning number one, he was pretty much in complete control the rest of the way as the Marlins take the first of this three-game set against the A's. Marlins had a chance to jump on Adam Holler in their half of the first inning with one out, John Birdie doubled. Brian Anderson and J.J. Blade walked, so the Marlins had the bases loaded with one out in the very first inning. But Nick Fortes hit into a 6-4-3 double play, and we were scoreless into the bottom of the first inning. In that half inning, Cabrera started out by walking Tony Kemp and Jonah Bride back-to-back. So you had two on with nobody out. Mel Sotomayor Jr. out to the mound for a very early visit. And whatever he said really... Got things turned around for Edward Cabrera, who then caught Sean Murphy looking at strike three for the first out. He got Seth Brown on a fly ball left for the second out. And when Shane Langoliers hit a ground ball to third, that John Birdie fired down to second for a force out on Kemp, Cabrera had escaped a 24-pitch first inning without allowing a run. And from then on, he was just remarkable in this one. Marlins gave him a lead in the second inning. Charles LeBlanc leading things off against Adam Aller. And there's a ball rocketed way back deep left field. Goodbye, Charles LeBlanc. And the Marlins take a 1-0 lead in the second. For LeBlanc, his second big league homer, RBI number three. Marlins would add to that lead against Aller in the third inning with one out, a walk to John Birdie. That brought Brian Anderson up pitch on the way and that slam toward the gap right center field that's going to get down one hop on the track up against the wall birdie waved at third he's coming toward the plate the relay throw home's not in time and rbi double for brian anderson make it two nothing marlins and with andy at second and one out up step jj bladay one one to bladay is shot out toward left center field this one's going to get down one bounce again on the track up against the wall Anderson's coming home to score an RBI double for J.J. Blade, and the Marlins lead the A's 3-0 in the third. It was a good night at the plate for Blade, who had a home run off David Price in L.A. yesterday. Blade tonight, a single, a double, and a walk. He was 2-3 for three on base three times, had that RBI two-base hit, also stole a base, his third in the big leagues, and his RBI double made it 3-0 Miami top of the third inning. Now, in the bottom of the third, the A's had a chance to climb back into this one. Sky Bolt, an infield hit, then a base hit by Tony Kemp. First and second, nobody out. But Jonah Bride hit into a 5-4-3 double play. And from that point on, 
The Athletics would have only two more base runners the rest of the night. Sean Murphy struck out. Cabrera was through the third with that 3 nothing lead. With one out in the fourth inning, Cabrera walked Shea Langoliers, but he would not allow another base runner. He'd retire 14 in a row in getting through eight innings for the first time as a big leaguer. He had gone six and a third in his major league debut August 25th at home against the Nationals last year. Went eight innings here tonight, retired the last 14, set down 17 of the final 18. And when Cabrera had gotten through the eighth inning tonight, he was a 22 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings. Going back to his first start, returning from the injured list, he has been brilliant ever since. In that eighth inning, pitching with a 3 nothing lead, he got Nick Allen to foul out to the first baseman for the first out. Struck out Sky Bolt for out number two, and with the pitch count climbing to a point where it had never climbed before for him in the big leagues, two outs, nobody on in the eighth inning. Cabrera faced Tony Kemp. Two outs, nobody on for Tony Kemp. Fly ball left field, shallow. Here comes Blade. He's there, makes the catch. Edward Cabrera is through eight scoreless. A two-hit shutout in Oakland tonight for Cabrera. He has retired 14 straight. He's worked 22 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings, and we will head to the ninth. He was on the injured list, you may recall, from June 13th through August 5th with right elbow tendonitis. Since coming back, August 5th at Wrigley Field, five no-hit, no-run innings against the Cubs. August 11th in Philadelphia, five and two-thirds innings of three-hit shutout ball against the Phillies. This past Tuesday at home against the Padres, four innings of three-hit shutout ball and tonight, eight innings of two-hit shutout ball. So since that IL stint, Cabrera now has worked 22 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings. And in that span, he's allowed only eight hits. Eight hits, no runs, over 22 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless for Cabrera. So 3 nothing was the score into the ninth tonight. Tanner Scott out of the bullpen. He got Jonah Bride to ground a third for the first out. Then Sean Murphy singled the Murphy hit, first base hit by any member of the Athletics since the Tony Kemp single with nobody out in the third inning. With Murphy at first and one out, the A's need one more man to reach to get the tying man to the plate. Pinch hitter Chad Pinder hit into a fielder's choice. Murphy was erased at second base, 3-6. to six. Lewin Diaz to Joy Wendell for the second out. So with a man on, two outs to the ninth, the Marlins were looking to Salt this one away. Tanner Scott facing the rookie Shea Langoliers. The 1-2. Swing and a miss, and the Marlins win. They come into Oakland tonight, and behind eight scoreless from Edward Cabrera, they shut out the Athletics for the Marlins, their ninth shutout victory of the season. Miami three, and the A's nothing. For the Marlins tonight, three runs, seven hits, no errors, nine men left. For the Athletics, no runs, three hits, no errors. They leave five in the game. Edward Cabrera, the winning pitcher, four and one. Beat Adam Aller, two and six. Aller worked six innings, five hits, and three runs. Walked five, struck out two. Allowed the home run to Charles LeBlanc through 111 pitches. A career high, 62 strikes. Tanner Scott saved number 18. Time of the ball game was two hours, 44 minutes. So the Marlins with the victory snap a four-game losing streak. They improved to 53 and 69 on the year. They're now 28 and 36 on the road, including one and three on this trip to LA and Oakland. As for the Athletics, they had won back-to-back games coming in, but they fall to 45 and 78. Now 33 games under 500, worst record in the American League. They're now 19 and 40 at home, 
here at the Coliseum. So the Marlins win at 3 nothing tonight. Now, they didn't score more than four runs, so even though they win, their streak goes on. 23 straight games now scoring four runs or fewer. That is tied for the 11th longest streak in modern Major League history, the longest since the Phillies went 24 in a row, scoring four runs or fewer back in 1971. And Marlins didn't have a lot of offense. They generated just enough with Cabrera and Scott doing their thing on the mound. By the way, the two of them combined for eight strikeouts tonight. You know all about the Marlins and Auto Nation partnering again this year to strike out cancer in our community. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Driving Initiative to support cancer research. So eight Ks tonight. It's another $200 from the Marlins to Auto Nation for the season now. 1,062 strikeouts by the Miami staff, meaning a total of $26,550 is headed to AutoNation and their Drive Pink initiative. Marlon skunked the A's 3 to nothing. Uh, plenty of folks to hear from. We'll start with the manager, Don Mattingly, afterwards. Well, Donnie, we were talking about it before the game, right? Uh, Cabrera stuff, it's so good. Just what impressed you most about his outing tonight? No, just in, in the zone. A little struggle in the first. Uh, looked like it could have got it, you know, could have got a little wobbly early. Uh, I think he had a couple of those innings where he had the first couple of guys on and was able to get out of it. And then it seemed like he just got more in the zone. Uh, his stuff is, you know, we talk about it, his stuff's really as good as anybody's. Uh, and his secondary is good. So it's not like he's throwing 100 with, you know, that's all he's got. He's got a number of pitches, so uh, he creates problems for teams. Strikes out the side in seventh, almost kind of like Sandy gets stronger as the game goes on. Did you feel like that was the case for Edward tonight? No, he was good. He got better, like you said, as the game went on tonight. He got better. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. I saw him going back and forth between you and Mel after that eighth inning. Uh, how hard was he fighting to maybe go out in the ninth? And just where were you at that point? Well, we'd already made the decision, but he was fighting for sure. and That's good. Um, I was happy that he was fighting and didn't want to go back out there. I think Mel said that's the most he's thrown uh, in a game. I feel like he did his job. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take him so far, right? If he gets if he decides below 100, I think in the eighth, um, you know, we probably let him go back out. But when he's over 100, that means you're gonna let him go to 115 or 16, and we weren't willing to do that tonight. You touched on the couple shakings, the first and third, but to see him respond and not let that let that phase him, just the mental maturity for a guy like him to be able to not let those rattle him, especially especially two walks to start the game. Yeah, again, I think it's the fact that he just kind of stayed in his own. I think he knows his stuff is good. He just kept making pitches, um, and he's he's got that that changeup that always has a chance to get him a double play ball and get him out of any inning. So. Uh, it's good. It's a good little. I mean, he's been a few outings in a row. I don't think the last one was was shaky against San Diego, I believe. But it was a lot of pitches, but still scoreless. Uh, and the next one would be fun. He gets LA, so uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Charles, the home Marlin, to get you guys on the board and to give him run support early. No, it's always good to get on the board early. The guys seem to relax a little bit, uh, you know. And then we get a couple more, you know, with Andy and, and JJ. Uh, two balls hit good in the gap, so uh, it was good to get those runs. I would like to have added on, but obviously the their guys did a nice job of keeping us down. Having Andy DH ends up, you know, hitting a double, draws a couple, couple walks. Even his last at bat had a hard hit ball. Just, do you feel like this ended up being good for him to just focus on the offensive side of the game today? 
Yeah, he was good today. And I think you look at it as rest for guys in a sense of getting them off their legs, uh, but keeping them in the lineup. So he did a nice job. Uh, swimming, like you said, swimming back good. He's been to me. He's he's really had without side of the injuries. He's had a like. He's probably looked as good as he's looked, you know, in a year or so for me. As far as the at bats, the swings, uh, the swing decisions is. He's really been in a good spot. Uh, the injuries have kind of like chopped his season up and not allowed him to like be smooth throughout and kind of get any rhythm going. But for me, he swung the bat pretty good this year. That's the second year that he's had to deal with that last year too. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's been injuries, so that's always it's always tough for guys' seasons and frustrating. But this year for me, he swung the bat really well. What's it tell you? What's it show you when a guy lobbies like that? A young guy to go back out there for the night, not satisfied with that. He wants the whole thing. It's good. I like it. You know, I think that's uh, so what we talk about him being hungry. But you know, this is at a point you know, in our season to where it's where it's at. You're not going to let guys go out and hurt themselves. And uh, that's where we have to, you know, guys are going to want to go out for the shutout because, you know, and those type of things. Um, but, you know, as, as a manager, you got to make sure you're not letting a guy do something just because he wants to. And in a situation that puts him at heart in risk, uh, in, in our minds, an injury going further than he needs to go. Um, Nick was telling us before the game, you know, he's caught him for a while now minor before this, um, but his stuff has always been electric, but there's kind of a new confidence lately. You know, is that something that you're seeing too? I think that's, a, that's an accurate uh, description of, of Edouard. I think last year he came here and was okay. He had, he had a couple of good outings. The rest of them were not great. Um, but those are good learning experiences. I think he came back more confident. You know, unfortunately, he got kind of nicked up. He, he didn't come into spring in a good spot. Um, so his season got pushed back. Um, and that's another thing for him to kind of continue to grow on his winter program. Seems like the last couple of years he's not been able to get out of the gates. So those are all the things that, you know, as guys mature and, and take their career seriously and don't just expect themselves to be able to come in and, and compete without working. So there's some areas for him to, to keep going. That was Donnie after the Marlins win over the Oakland Athletics. Let's hear from John Birdie. Had a really good night at the plate. I hit a ball really hard late in the game to right field, doubled and drew two walks. Okay, Glenn, thank you with John Birdie and John uh, Double. A couple of walks, hard hit ball there late in the ball game. Uh, boy, you know, every time you've had a setback this season and every time you come back, you've just, you haven't skipped a beat. You know, what would you maybe attribute that to? Just trying to work the process, you know. The process doesn't change and just trying to really be um, I have my work be really good, so I'm always prepared, um, and so to, you don't have to get prepared. Uh, Eddie, eight innings tonight, really, really solid uh, from where you're playing here this evening and having an opportunity to play behind him this season. What maybe makes this kid really special and what made him really good tonight? Yeah, I think um, he settled down a little bit after the, the first inning there, ran into some trouble, and, and just started really attacking the zone. And when he attacks the zone with his stuff, uh, it's fun to play behind um, because he's keeping the ball in play and, um, you know, he's got great stuff. So uh, whenever he's attacking the zone, it's really tough on those hitters. You've played in parts of five seasons. There's a lot of young kids in this clubhouse, a lot of young men in this clubhouse right now. Your message to some of these guys, maybe there isn't one maybe vocally from you, but young guys capitalizing on opportunities to prove that they belong in the big leagues down the stretch. Yeah, just encourage him to work and get better every day and, 
um, get better as quick as you can and at this level and um, just compete your butt off every night and, and see what happens. Thanks for tonight, John. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me. All right, Glenn. That was John Birdie after the Marlins' 3-0 win. And as we wrap things up, let's hear from Edward Cabrera, who went a career-high eight innings of shutout ball against the Athletics in the Marlins' Game 1 victory last night. Just what was working so well for you today, and overall, how did you feel about the outing? que estuvo funcionando de manera correcta para ti el día de hoy y cómo puedes evaluar la salida completamente atacar la zona después de los dos primeros innings o sea, atacar la zona y nada, lo que me mantuvo firme fue que quería terminar el juego quería llegar lo más lejos que, que pueda Yeah, I think attacking the zone was a part of the success after the first two innings that was my plan and, and I kept myself very firm of, of Trying to finish the game. That was my goal since uh, the, during the whole game. Yeah, with that, we saw you lobbying with Donnie and Mel for the ninth. Just how bad did you want to get out there and understand why they stopped you after eight? Este, vimos conversando con Donnie y con Mel también. ¿Qué tanto querías terminar el juego? Y si pudiste entender por qué no lo, no lo, lo terminaste. Uh, mucho. Quería, quería terminar el juego. Ya que estoy en el, en el octavo, quería, quería salir para el nueve y y seguir dando lo mejor de mí. Y después entendí que, que me están cuidando. ¿sabe? No es algo que, que tenía que hacerlo obligado. Simplemente ¿sabe? me están cuidando. Yeah, you know, uh, trying to talk to and convince to get me out of there. But uh, I, I understood, you know, I really wanted to finish the game. Uh, later I understood, that they explained to me, that, you know, they're trying to take care of me. And, and that was the, the, the decision at the end. Uh, yeah, I wanted to finish the game, but I understand the, the decision from the manager. Uh, Edward, Donnie said last year, you were okay, but this is a different version of you this year. Where did that come from? Why are you different this year? El año pasado, Donnie dijo que tú estabas bien, ¿me entiendes? Estaba, como dice él, okay. Pero este año, estamos viendo una versión distinta, hasta mejorada. O sea, ¿de dónde viene eso? La consistencia. Sabe, trabajé fuerte en el los season. Yeah, I will say about uh, consistency. You know, I worked a lot during the off season, and the little details I, I needed to uh, get more consistent. And, and and I think that's that's just that show the results right there. Whether you're sitting down with him, talking, or just watching him, how much has Sandy meant to you? Así lo veas, lo mejor lo estés viendo o estás jugando con él de cualquier manera. ¿Qué tan importante es Sandy para ti? Ah, mucho. O sea, tiene, tiene mucha más experiencia y siempre, siempre trato de, de absorber de él lo más que pueda, ¿sabes? Porque sé que me va a ayudar, ¿me entiendes? Y él siempre está, está ahí conmigo, me, me da consejos, tú sabes. Y... Bueno. A lot, a lot. You know, he, he, he do have more experience than, than, than me. So I, I try to pick his brains all the time. And he's always with me, so he's that that connection is really helpful. Um, I, I tried always to like uh, get as most I can information from him, and, and he gave me a lot of advice. What's the biggest piece of advice or the biggest bit of information that you have gotten from him over these last two years? What puede ser la pieza de información que te haya dado consejo más grande que te ha dado en estos últimos dos años? Que me mantenga fuerte, que siempre me mantenga fuerte, y es algo que también sabes lo he adquirido de él. He visto cómo trabaja y, y es un hombre que trabaja muy fuerte, ¿sabes? Y, y gracias a Dios eso, eso también me ha ayudado mucho. To stay strong, to stay strong every day. Uh, 
he's a guy with who has an amazing discipline and I see him working every day um, and, and he's very strong because of that so I try to mimic and follow uh, those steps. Edward it's been said the, uh, the mound is steep here did you notice anything unique about the mound or did it take any adjusting to the mound in that first inning? Este, well, can you repeat the first part? The mound here is steep. Oh, okay. Was there any eh, adjusting yeah. to that in that first inning, or did you notice anything unique el, about the mound? El montículo aquí es un poquito profundo, un poquito más profundo. Eh, hubo algo que notaste en los primeros innings eh, que de luego lo cambiaron. Hubo algo específico con eso, ah, el montículo. Al principio, al principio estaba, o sea, me sentí incómodo porque estaba alto. Lo, lo encontré muy alto. Pero después de los dos primeros innings Fui cogiendo el punto, el punto, hasta que, hasta que encontré el, el punto que tenía que encontrar. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt that actually it was too high, like this, this, uh, the mound, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to get get comfortable in the mound, and, and I felt like that. Uh, I felt more comfortable after the first two innings. Edward, where is your confidence at right now, especially after these four starts since you came back from the injured list? Where Where is your confidence? ¿Dónde está tu confianza ahorita, después de estos juegos que has tenido eh, de retorno de... de de tu lesión ¿qué nivel de confianza estás? Uh, al 100% al 100% me siento confiado al, al 100% en mí está en, en, en mi picheo también estoy confiado al 100% eh, y gracias a Dios las cosas están saliendo bien ¿entiendes? Yeah, I will say it's in a 100% uh, confident level right now like uh, things are coming out the right way I, I trust myself I trust my pitches and and you know, things are coming out the right way. It was Edward Cabrera after the Marlins 3 nothing win over the Oakland A's last night out here in Oakland. Game two of this series comes your way at 940 tonight when Pablo Lopez goes opposite of Zach Logue, the left-hander of the A's. We'll hit the air at 910 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.